0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today I've gathered a bunch of stories from... Neighbours from Hell, Nightmare Neighbours, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) If you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And just thank you so much for being involved with the channel, getting involved on the daily. You know how much it means to me and how much of a difference you really make. You keep being awesome because you bloody are. And let's crack on with today's... Nightmares. (laughs) Nightmares. Neighbours. <laughs> Much love, guys. This first one comes from Shitty Monday Morning, of course. This is more of a funny story than a neighbour from hell. But in our apartment, we kept hearing massive bass. Think like a rhythm game, starting at 6pm to sometimes going on to 11pm. And it sounded like it was localised right above our bedroom. Finally, one night, I go up and bang on the door, but they don't answer. About an hour later, I hear moving around in the apartment above me, so I walk out, hoping to catch them on the stairs or so I can knock on the door again. I go out, and he's walking down the stairs. When he sees me, he asks if I can turn down the base so he can sleep. It was like the Spider-Man meme where we are just pointing at each other. (laughs) I told him I thought it was him this entire time. So after he realized it was neither of us, we walked together and found the noise coming from a building, two buildings down. And it turned out the dude had a drum set in his closet and he was rocking out every night. Since we talked to him, we can hear it, but he always stops around 8 p.m. now. So it could have been way worse if the guy was a dick. (laughs) And Widerbeck says, I've posted this before. A little backstory for context later. I live in a very spacious country subdivision. We're about 25 years younger than the average owners. Everyone has at least an acre. My husband and I personally built a large shed next to the detached bed garage. It took us about three weekends to do it. We also mow our lawn once a week. Our yard isn't meticulous, but it is hardly neglected. We got a letter in the mail one day. It was typed on a typewriter and came from the Upper Smith neighborhood group name changed the letter read when you first moved in i wasn't sure if you had the class finances or breeding to be in our illustrious neighborhood i see that you finally built a place to hide all the junk you insist on keeping in your yard now if only you could do something about that hayfield you call a yard the junk they were upset about was the building materials for the shed that were delivered used and cleaning up in three weeks i was so mad and revenge was first on my mind for weeks i couldn't figure out how to handle it to my satisfaction I figured it out right before the 4th of July. I got two old toilets and put one on either side of my driveway, by the street. I planted red, white and blue flowers in the bowl and stuck in a couple of small American flags for flair. Then made a large sign that read, Thank you Upper Smith Neighborhood Group for your letter suggesting I take more pride in my yard. I kept them for a whole year, switching out the bowl decorations for every holiday with the wackiest decorations I could find. (laughs) And the next one's from Larry Bell. At the time, we were living in a new construction neighborhood, one of the nicest in town. Our next-door neighbor was an older lady who lived alone and generally kept to herself. I was very surprised when she knocked on our front door one day and asked if we could walk outside with her. She led me to her backyard and across the property line for the next house. A family with two young kids had moved in there a few months prior. I knew they had kids because the two were always outside, even though it was winter. My neighbor lady asked me if I smelled anything. I did, but couldn't identify it. They're cooking meth in that house, she said. I wanted you to verify the smell so I know I'm not imagining it. She had owned rental houses and had encountered the smell from when the tenants ruined one by making meth there. I'm worried about those kids. You go home now. I'm going inside to call the police. Cops arrived soon after. The parents were arrested immediately. The dad screamed many swear words towards the older lady's house as two officers forced him inside the yard and into one of their cars. The mum just kept screaming, my babies, as she was taken to a different police car. I couldn't see the kids, but I could hear them screaming and crying. DCS came and took the kids away. They were the first to live in that new house. It had to be completely gutted and redone inside because of the chemicals. That process took nearly a year. Neighbor lady surely heard everything that man yelled, and she'd probably risked retaliation if he got out on bail. He didn't, but she absolutely saved those two kids. And Cosmic Egg Roll says, My boyfriend and I had a next door neighbor around our age who we thought seemed alright. Laid back, professional, rented the house with his girlfriend, smoked a ton of weed, nothing really noteworthy. His girlfriend eventually left him and we watched this dude slowly lose his mind after that. After a series of episodes of his screaming arguments on the phone or when his ex would stop by, we eventually saw it peak when he took a hammer to his cabinets. Our bedroom window had a direct view of his balcony and kitchen window. I was falling asleep when I started hearing a repetitive banging sound and looked out the window to see his perfectly lit kitchen window. In the window was our neighbor just smashing the ever-loving fuck out of his kitchen cabinets. I know the landlord just renovated and those cabinets were brand new. He was demolishing his fucking kitchen while screaming and laughing and we could see everything from the comfort of our own bed. He wasn't able to see us and I remember being frozen while witnessing this man just unhinged from reality like that. I grabbed my boyfriend as a witness to the event and the neighbor eventually calmed down and left the kitchen from our view. I don't think I slept much that night. The property manager saw us outside a few weeks later and told us that he moved. Then she told me she thinks the rental is cursed because it's broken up the last three couples she moved in. Now in the last set of stories I told you my story towards the end and I, I reeled off some other stories that I had to do with my neighbour, well they're kind of neighbours, they lived across the river from us. And I was telling you, a lot of you said, we need to hear about the legend of the Swan Man. And I think I bigged this one up a bit too much by calling it the legend of the Swan Man. That's what it was just called around our area, but it's it's not that exciting. But I will tell you anyway, soon as you asked, okay, <laughs> timestamps are in the description if you would like to skip it. So this was probably about, I don't know what age we was, about 12, 13, whatever. We was in the park which is next to the river and next to a bridge it's near the main thames river god knows why they decided to put a park there right but anyway so we're in there there's this massive hill inside the park which we stood on top of and we was just doing our thing you know messing about chugging a ball about wrestling all the kind of good stuff that we did around that time and we used to see random people cross over this bridge because it was the bridge goes like towards town center so lots of people go for it it's like a high traffic bridge um, currently closed down at the minute for renovations. Don't know why I said that, but hey. And one of the guys that always came across, and he was just always noticeable, he was a Jamaican guy with like really long jet dreadlocks that used to come down to his backside pretty much. And he always wore like the, like the slouch beanie hats. So he wore one of those on top. Was often wearing like really bright color clothing and he just like stood out. He was a massive guy as well. Really tall, wide shoulders guy. You know, you spot this guy from anywhere. And he was just someone that, always we always recognized but we never said anything to him we just like wow it's that big guy again <laughs> you know he's going across and that was it we never saw him again so there's this one day we're all in the park messing about and suddenly a swan comes bombing down the river i don't know what it was afraid of but it was sort of like just gliding along the just the river and then as it went to take off it went bang into the bridge and it got caught in the bridge by its neck it was hanging from the bridge by its neck and we're like wow what's going on here and you could see the swan struggling everyone's run up to the bridge and you're trying to like reach and it's got like a barrier so you was trying to squeeze your arm in there see so if you could just loosen the, the swan but no one could do it one kid comes along 14 year old jumps over the bridge and tries hanging off it then suddenly out of nowhere like some goddamn hero swan man comes out of nowhere grabs the kid by the back of his shirt pull- pulls him up like over the river <laughs> <laughs> and just pulls him up and puts him back on the bridge and then suddenly Swan Man jumps over and he's hanging by one arm while, while trying to free the swan and he picks up the swan and he, he's still holding it by its neck, mind you then climbs back over and then cradles the swan in his arms and he's making sure he's checking the swan over then goes back down the river and releases the swan and that day, the legend of the Swan Man was born and the dude didn't say anything he just looked up and was sort of like staring at him in amazement he just nods at us and walks off just like nothing happened and he was an amazing guy still is an amazing guy wherever you are swan man we love you and some of you guys would be like how is he hanging from one arm why does he hang from one arm and it was basically the way the bridge was you he had to do it to get under to get the swan's head to free the swan's head and he literally one arm he had the swan in one hand was holding himself up with the other put pulled his feet back up to the bridge and pulled himself back up it was an incredible sight and he was like wow how is he doing this He was an incredible guy he was often confused with his doppelganger who used to rob shops in town (laughs) a guy that looked very very similar to him same build same dreadlock same everything but used to walk into shops and just take stuff off the shelves and then walk back out and security wouldn't do nothing because this guy was huge but that's for another time And as I said, I know that was a bit of a disappointment when I called it The Legend of the Swan Man, but this is just how he was born. This is how his hero story started. (laughs) He didn't get bit by no spider. He saved the swan. Maybe I should get a sticker made of that. (laughs) The Swan Man. (laughs) And just for anyone that was worried, the swan was absolutely fine. It was 100% fine. And Justice says, I don't remember this well, as this was handled by my parents. Ever since we arrived to the building we're currently living in, the water bill, I don't know if that's what it's called, had been insanely high. After years of trying to cut showers and stuff like that, they finally called the water company. Turns out the laundromat downstairs, which owned by another neighbor, had tweaked his pipes so that all the water they used was... M- was marked as used by us not any business a laundromat eventually it was fixed and we're back to paying a reasonable amount but i don't remember if we were ever compensated for all the previous years my dad who was fighting that died around the same time not related lol he had cancer sorry for your loss there and our next one's from cassie cass 88 i was the admin of the community facebook page for a nice gated community and i really tried to be a good fair admin I kicked a member off for calling all the women of the neighborhood useless woo, and saying that all housewives should be muzzled and chained to stoves where they belonged. So he showed up at my house threatened to burn it down with our dogs inside. We were scared to leave our house for a while. Damn man I hope the police were calling that guy surely he can get arrested for that. And Godwin's Law 34 says we had a neighbor who was obviously nuts. They were older and both unemployed and having a rough go of it. So what's an unstable, busybody to do? Why, peek over your neighbor's six-foot-tall solid wood fence to spy. They call animal control on us because the dog's splashy pool water was gross. Not their drinking water. That was an automatic watering system that refilled with fresh water every time they used it. But the splashy baby pool water the dogs like to play in. We asked, why the fuck did you call animal control on us? Our dogs have their own floor of the house. They are hardly abused. They said hysterically sobbing, we just didn't know what to do. We relocated to another residence after that. They then stole the huge ceramic pots of black bamboo that went on either side of the porch. When we pointed the theft out, they got angry and claimed since we're moving out, they were fair game. Oh God. And great janitor says, this was about 12 years ago. Had a married couple who lived above me. For the most part, they were quiet. One night they got into a fight, a huge fight. There was a bunch of noise, yelling, stomping, doors slamming. She managed to throw him out. He does a Ric Flair, woo, and smashes through the bedroom window to break back into their apartment. That is when 911 was called. I was the fifth person to call on that apartment. Spoke to the apartment office about the couple. They weren't being evicted, their lease was almost up, and the apartment office declined their renewal. It was the guy doing the Ric Flair before it, giving out a woo. And Daz says, our first house was in a working class post-World War II suburban neighborhood. The houses were a single driveway's width plus about two to three feet apart, open yards. We moved in early spring with our then two-year-old, so we're spending time outside when our new neighbors in their 70s came home. We smiled and waved, they came over to introduce themselves, and the first thing the lady says is, I have something to say to you people, don't blow up the snow against our house. If you get water in our basement, we will sue the shit out of you. Okay, nice to meet you too. This was the beginning of the most ridiculous neighbor relationship I think I've ever had. I need another little boy, and she would come knock on our door and tell me to shut those damn kids up before I call CPS on you. They were running around my house that I owned, all the yard, being happy, loud kids. Eventually, I had enough, and I ended up calling the non-emergency line for harassment. Then things got really weird. She'd wake up at like 7 a.m. and bang on all the windows that faced our house she opened them and bang them shut repeatedly. She would pound her fists on them. Then about 7.30 to 8, she would walk out to her car after slamming the door and shake her keys as loud as she could. She'd throw them on the ground, pick them up and shake them, throw them down again. Then she'd leave for the morning. She would also randomly come wandering over, trying to give me $1 for my son's birthday or tearful and wanting to come into our house. I wonder if she wasn't entering into some form of dementia. They sold their house about a year after we moved in. And I just wanted to mention that as well, that the comments underneath this, this, this particular comment, also a lot of people saying that sounds like dementia to me, whether it is or not, I don't know personally. But let me know your thoughts on that one. And Chimey45 says, not so much a neighbor, but a roommate in my dorm. First semester of my sophomore year, me and a guy named Alex became friends. He was a junior and I was obviously a sophomore and we both were living in a mostly freshman dorm i had a super shitty roommate who would often steal and throw away my things and claim it wasn't him or that it accidentally got thrown away or do other random shit vandalizing my stuff but the hall director just claimed it was minor things and wouldn't take action but at the semester break alex's roommate dropped out of school and asked the hall director if i could move into alex's room he agreed and i moved in for the start of the second semester however things got off to a very rocky start alex apparently went to bed at 7:30 almost every night he also could not sleep through a single peep despite there being no ac he demanded the window stay shut because the ambient noise from outside was too loud he also complained that my computer fan was too loud or that me typing on my keyboard was too loud and demanded both stop after 7:30. i would often go to the dorm next door to ours to hang out not to wake him up but he claimed our voices carried too much and would tell us to be quiet so needless to say things didn't go well Suddenly at the end of April, only like three weeks into February, my grandmother had a stroke and eventually died. I had to fly out of town for the funeral and miss a week of school. Apparently, Alex took this as a prime opportunity and called me to tell me I was moving out. But he also waited until the funeral started to call and left a voicemail knowing both I wouldn't answer and I couldn't call back for a few hours at the soonest. The call said that he decided to move my stuff into the hallway and I should come get it if I didn't want it stolen. My friends on the floor grabbed my stuff and put it in their rooms to keep safe but I'm sure some things were missing. I was obviously in no way able to get home that day nor was I in the mood to talk to him on the phone about it. However obviously what he did was both not allowed to the dorm rules but also was illegal and he ended up getting kicked out of the dorm and ended up having the room to myself for the rest of the year. Damn man and that was initially a friend that done that to you holy shit. An orca burrow says, my friend's new neighbor asked them to stop cooking food because the smell bothered them, but only in the guest bedroom when she cozied up to the air vent. She suggested that instead of hot cooked food, my friend should eat lunch, meat and nuts, or they should heat food the natural way. She did not give any specifics on what that meant. Later in the message, she said that if they must cook food, they should consider simply not cooking food instead what (laughs) eventually she went into the leasing office to complain that my friends were cooking their food thankfully they declined the complaint because it was so ridiculous if you're this kind of person please never live in an apartment complex and rockfell says growing up the neighbor on one side would shoot the stray barn cats for fun broke my heart to find that one out the other side was a cornfield for years owned by a guy out of state that paid local farmers to plant and harvest Then that property got sold and was bought by a family that ran a landscaping business. They would burn green branches a lot, but only when the wind was blowing directly towards our house. We kept track, we lived in the country, but although our properties were quite long, they weren't particularly wide. So their house was relatively close to ours and a ton of smoke would come in all the time. My dad started having serious respiratory problems due to all the smoke and the dad slash business owner would just ignore us or say he didn't care when we asked nicely for him to stop. Finally, my parents went to a lawyer and got a letter that basically said, you've got to stop or we'll sue you for medical bills. My mum went to deliver the letter and it just so happened that the guy's father-in-law was there too. He asked my mum what this was all about and my mum told him, Father-in-law ripped the neighbor a new arsehole right then and there, apologized on his dopey sister-in-law's behalf, and with a very stern look at our neighbor, assured us this would never happen again. And it actually didn't happen again, and my dad recovered once he wasn't breathing smoking all the time. My parents and that neighbor both still live there. They are friendly with him now, but I just can't forgive being that blasé about making my dad seriously ill. And Jay Non Tacit says, I was fairly young, maybe around four or five. I remember my parents always talking to our direct neighbors about a people a few houses down. I didn't really understand it, but then they mentioned things like illegal, dangerous, etc. But it mostly went over my head. Then one time, most of the people on my block came over to discuss these dangerous neighbors. I didn't think anything came of it because I don't think the police were ever called. I remember those people a few houses down were a little crazy and definitely scared me. My parents wouldn't let me and my siblings play in the front yard and supervise. The whole cul-de-sac had issues with this one house. They would have parties every now and then that would get out of hand and was a huge noise issue. I remember not being able to sleep because the music was so loud. Then one day I came home from school and there were fire trucks and police cars on the street and that one house was on fire. Since I was only five, my parents didn't tell me everything and just told me there was a fire and the people who lived there had to move out. It wasn't until years later I found out that the people who lived there were some type of drug dealers and that fire, their meth lab straight up exploded and almost burnt the house down. The people were arrested and were never seen again. And our next one's from SMC Sleazy. My old neighbors were a nightmare. Accused me of being a pedo with no proof. Would start rumors about me. Kept phoning the police on me for literally nothing. Fail me without my consent because we have to document your behavior. Kept reporting me to local authorities for noise violations, even when I was in another country for a month. Would send threatening letters. Did thousands of pounds worth of damage to my car over the space of a year. Scratching it, kicking it, lifting up their dog to piss on the hood. Break my windows, then complained to the authorities about my broken windows. Got my benefits stopped. One of them worked for the tax office and kept flagging my income as suspicious. Leave garbage in my garden, then report me for it claiming it was there for longer than it was. Phone the police saying I was having an orgy. I'm asexual, so yeah, sure. Phone the police for saying I was dealing drugs. Yeah, outside the odd drink, I don't touch anything. Claiming I was bad-mouthing them on social media. And one time claimed I tried to run them over with my car when they refused to move out the way, causing me to block all the traffic behind me. The sad part is they are also doing the same thing to the current family in the house. I'm helping them make a counter case to get them into trouble for it. Wow, now what do you guys think of these collection of nightmare neighbor stories? Let me know your thoughts, and if you have your own ones, always share them in the comments below because I absolutely love to read them. It's one of my favorite things to do about reading about Nightmare Neighbors and just like reminiscing about past stories as well. It's absolutely fantastic. If you did enjoy these, please don't forget to hit that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it massively helps our channel. And if you wanna hear more of this, it lets me know that you're enjoying it too. And if you wanna support the channel further, you absolutely can, but never any pressure to do so by clicking that join button down below for YouTube, or clicking the link in the description for Patreon and joining up there. It is super appreciative, but never expected. So thank you so much for your love, support, and time. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, you spicy (laughs) so-and-so. Much love, guys.